AFM, treasuring our country's rich heritage. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. And thanks for joining us for it. Now, today on The Forum at 8, uh, we're looking at a situation that is really uh, seemingly getting out of hand. Substance abuse is something that we are dealing with in most communities. And um, amongst learners in South Africa, it seems to have become a significant problem. And it has added to a strain between the relationship between educators and learning because the learners now under the influence of uh, all sorts of intoxicants are seriously challenging the teachers and the teaching profession. So this is according to a study that was conducted by academics at the Northwest University titled Educators' Experiences of the Relationship with Adolescents Involved in Drug Use. Now the study shows how educators have found ways to cope with these challenges while still trying to nurture positive relations with learners and also how the educator-learner relationship is a vital lifeline in certain instances. Meanwhile, in 2012, the National Schools Violence Study found that teachers have been subjected to verbal, physical and sexual abuse at times at the hands of learners. And this morning, we are looking at the situation and asking what can be done as parents? What sort of interventions can we make in order to try and just alleviate the plight uh, the, the the issues that teachers have to deal with as far as learners who are um, under the influence of drugs and how they are supposed to teach these learners. So let's talk about it because um, it is something that is quite rife. And um, I was looking at a paper uh, from the Caxton Group, and this is the Eldorado News. And on it, it uh, the headline screams, A School in Turmoil. And it's talking about the Clipsprate West Secondary School and how there is a bitter battle there uh, of many issues. But one of the things that is highlighted is um, reports of students who leave school during um, school hours to go and purchase dacha and then they return to consume the dacha on the property of the school during school hours. And the, the, the other part about this that was interesting was that according to the report, the parents were stunned that this is actually happening. So what is going on and what are teachers dealing with at this point and what can we do as parents to try and help in this situation? And we joined uh, for the discussion by Temba Andlovu, South African Council of Educators uh, Communications Manager. Thanks for your time this morning, Mr. Andlovu. Thanks, Akina, and thanks for inviting us to your show. And um, I also just want to ask our listeners, you may call in 0891-104-208. You can also SMS us on 34701, or you can send your message via Twitter or Facebook to AM Live on SAFM. Please use the hashtag AM Live. Learners who are on drugs and how this is impacting on relationships at schools because teachers are taking strain, other learners are taking strain, the very learners who are on these drugs are taking strain. So what do we do? And uh, we're also joined uh, by Troy Martins, who is spokesperson uh, for the Minister of Education. Thanks for your time as well, Ms. Martins. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the SASM listeners. Now, uh, Mr. Ndlova, let me start with you. Uh, Perhaps you can just outline for us, you know, some of the experiences that uh, teachers, that educators have to go through when children are on drugs. Now, thanks, Akina. One one of the things that uh, has has destroyed our schooling 
and, and society, as you correctly put it, it's the issue of drug abuse. Because you should understand that once kids are on drugs, one of the key things that we pick up is that they are on con- uncontrollable and it's not easy for teachers to manage them. And therefore, the issue of drug abuse is one thing that needs to be dealt with holistically by society so that we stem it out. Because it poses challenges of discipline in schools, because most of these kids who are on drugs would not listen to our teachers and would render the process of teaching and learning ineffective in our schools. So it is a high problem, the issue of drug abuse in our schools. Are there any specific examples that you could perhaps share with us that uh, some of the teachers have shared with you that they've had to contend with? Teachers would indicate to ourselves that uh, when they try to implement positive discipline to our learners, when they try to bring order into the schooling system, they face challenges of rebellion from learners who are on drugs because some of them even take the drugs in, within the school premises, and when teachers approach them, learners become so violent that they end up physically sometimes or verbally abusing our teachers, which is something that is of a serious, serious concern to the council at this stage. And um, that, of course, uh, de- uh, brings us to the issue of discipline, uh, which has been a problem on its own and now se- seemingly compounded by the fact that learners are intoxicated. So in terms of just uh, more strategies uh, for teachers and how to deal with these situations, what has SACE uh, as an organization, for example, been able to do to further empower teachers in this regard? We are engaging with our teachers on on, on different forums. One of the things that we're trying to deal with is to look at the alternatives to, remember that corporal punishment has been banished in the country. We're looking at alternatives to, to, to corporal punishment, looking at how teachers can implement positive discipline to our learners. However, as we speak to teachers about these matters, we felt as council it may not be enough to only talk to teachers about these issues. And that is why we are further now engaging with school governing bodies, because we believe school governing bodies are representatives of parents, that they also must understand that discipline actually cannot start at school. It has to start at the home. We need our parents to get more and more involved in the education of their learners. Because if parents are involved in the education of their learners, much of the ill-discipline that we are picking up, that our teachers are raising with counsel, may be something that gets minimized. So if parents are involved, they are able to instill discipline to their children from home. Teachers would not have the crisis. But the fact of the matter is that most of our teachers are frustrated. Most of our teachers are leaving the system precisely because they cannot cope with the issues of maintaining discipline. And alone, they will never achieve that. That is why we need parental involvement. Further to that, we, w- we are looking at counsel to say it may be important for ourselves to have sessions with leaders of students 
organizations that represent students so that they also understand that they have a critical role to play in terms of ensuring that students are disciplined, students refrain from all sorts of things like drug abuse and so on. However, having said that, I think it is important also for our schools to be able to come up with systems. Unfortunately, a number of our schools do not have the necessary auxiliary services that could assist our teachers in terms of ensuring that the teachers identify a learner who has got a drug problem, they could refer to an auxiliary service that would be able to assist. That is one thing that as a nation or a country would need to look at so that we assist, support our teachers in terms of dealing with this very serious challenge that we're facing today. And uh, Troy Martins, as the Department of Basic Education, um, you are aware of this problem as per that 2012 National School Violence Study. Um, I'm sure some of uh, these issues did creep in there uh, because even at that time, the study showed that 12.4% of teachers were exposed to physical violence um, and 3.3% exposed to sexual violence perpetrated by learners. Very often we talk about um, the plight of learners in the schooling system, but the teachers themselves are exposed to verbal abuse as well. And um, this is perpetrated by the learners. So what is the department doing, uh, given some of the concerns that have been raised uh, by SACE and others? Yes, Sakina, thank you. This, is, uh, this issue is a very big concern for us at the Department of Basic Education. And as a result, we've put a number of measures in place to try and assist um, schools in dealing with this problem. You must remember that this isn't a problem that's just found in schools. It's found in communities, and schools are a reflection of the communities where they're found in. So what we've done is we've actually um, developed a guide to drug testing in South African schools because we think that's really one of the the, the steps that, that teachers and principals can take to identify who and which students are in need of assistance. You know, um, Another thing that we're doing is is educating learners about the dangers. So this forms part of the life orientation curriculum. We teach learners about the dangers of, of, of drug abuse and the different types of drugs and all of those sorts of things. And we've also paired schools up with police stations. And what often happens in those cases is that a police, uh, one of the, the South African police service officials would come and give talks to learners about the dangers and also about the consequences and repercussions. But just going back to the drug testing in schools, one of the things that we're very, very aware of is that we need to provide adequate care and support for teaching and learning. And the drug testing approach should not be seen as a punishment or a punitive measure. We really need to assist learners. And one of the ways that we can assist learners um, to overcome, for example, if they have a drug abuse problem, is to provide social cycle services in schools. And this is something that um, uh, was brought up um, by the colleague there in the studio, and that is we have formed partnerships with the Department of Social Development, the Department of Health, as well as different universities um, where the psychology uh, students are able to come in and do practical experience and internships in schools to provide counseling to learners in schools to help deal with some of these challenges. You must remember that um, 
learners often turn to drugs due to the social circumstances that they find themselves in. Perhaps the community is, is um, gang-infested, and, and there's a lot of issues that our young people in South Africa are having to deal with. And this is why we're seeing these issues coming into our schools, and this is why we are taking a number of measures to help address them. And, and how are those interventions working at the moment? Well, we're seeing um, the, the interventions yielding positive results in some cases, um, but we need to ensure that they're implemented and that, that schools have access to these, these drug tests and that they make use of these partnerships that we've formed with police. For example, you mentioned the Eldorado Park issue where learners are openly consuming drugs and narcotics on the school premises. That cannot be allowed to continue. You need but it's to, happening. The school, Yes, and it needs to be dealt with decisively. And those learners need to be tested for drugs so that we can send them for the requisite counselling. Um, we need to pair that school up if it hasn't already with the police station so that police can come in and do the necessary interventions and, and assist that community and that school in getting the situation under control. Uh, there's a question here from uh, one of our listeners on Twitter, Mags Naidu. Max says, uh, when people enter the teaching profession, they know it's a difficult environment. So why then do they struggle to cope uh, with these situations? And as says, um, I see uh, Mr. Ndovu, um, I was reading uh, some of the earlier literature, and it, it says that, as says, you have asked government to start training more teachers in the handling of bullying and violence in schools because teachers... Teachers now have to be social workers, they have to be counsellors, security guards, and so on and so on. But Mags is saying when you become a teacher, you should be aware and you should know that you will have to deal with all of these issues. Are teachers sufficiently prepared for the sort of uh, profession and, and the challenges that comes with it when they enter the profession? Let, let me indicate that what Mags is saying, it, it, it's theoretically correct. That as a teacher, when you join the profession, you you understand that there will be challenges. But it's important that we look at the practical challenges on managing our schools. It is a fact that our teachers are not adequately prepared to handle all the challenges that they face in the time today or in our schools. The issue of learners beating up teachers, the issue of learners taking drugs, the issue of ill-discipline, those are not all things that go into preparing a teacher to become a teacher. And that is why, maybe together with the Department of Education, we need to look at programs, how best we could capacitate our teachers to be able to be able to identify these challenges, to be able to look at mechanisms in which our teachers can be able to address them. Because the reality of the matter Challenges facing teachers every day in the classrooms are so different, and we can't say our teachers have been prepared or as they join the profession, they know that they'll be meeting kids who are on drugs, that they know as they join the profession that they'll be meeting kids who will beat them up. Because as a teacher myself, I am fully aware that during my training as a teacher, these were matters never ever dealt with during the process of my training. Well, 
We have some uh, callers uh, or listeners who also want to weigh in on this. Before I go to them, let me just read a few of the messages coming through. And uh, we want to hear from you because as the parents, um, one of the issues that we need to tackle is the fact that parents seem to not be playing their part sufficiently in uh, trying to eradicate the scourge. These are our children uh, that the teachers have to contend with. And I always say, you know, I have to deal with my uh, little brat when they come home. The teacher has to deal with all our brats. So what are we doing as parents to make sure that we are arresting the situation? There are already other issues that teachers are dealing with. Discipline we know is a problem. And one of our producers was sharing the story that just yesterday her sister uh, was so outraged because her her niece had been uh, given punishment of going to pick up papers in the school as punishment for something that she did wrong. And she says that her sister was so outraged at that punishment, she went to the school to go and complain that her child is not a cleaner, she doesn't get paid to do that, this, that and the other. So if this is our response as parents, how are we going to get to the bottom of this? Because let's face it, the truth is that parents are very quick to jump and go and face up to teachers about things that they are unhappy about. But how are we helping the situation where our children are taking drugs where our children are consuming uh, those very drugs on school premises and go into classrooms high. What do we expect the teachers to do? Let's talk about this. 0891-104-208. Archbishop uh, Quinene in Port Elizabeth, good morning to you. Hi, Sakina. Welcome. Archbishop Bushida, You are welcome. This topic to me, I don't like it because it's a waste of time and a waste of energy. It's like somebody who gives somebody a poison, and then after after what is the time? Said why the time I'm discussing? There is a manual called the Bible. If God said that a child must be beaten, take take a stick. That is a manual from the protect human beings. So corporal punishment, all the laws are contradicting God. So. To, to, to discuss about something which is clear to us, these laws, the end of the corporal punishment was totally, totally, total mental illness. Because it's fair. God said that, here I am, I'm giving you to help your child, beat the child. So to, to, to discuss about something which is clear, because if you don't do something, Opposing that something, then that will that will mean we are, we are sick. You see, so it's the ending of the corporal punishment that is causing all these things. Even at, 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 at jails, there are no jails, there are no prisons. There are people who murder my child. They are going to give a passari. That is murder illness. Oh, okay. We lost Archbishop Gunene there. It wasn't us. We lost him. Uh, but uh, point taken. Patrick from Vidbang. Good morning to you. Sakina, how are you? Good, thanks, Patrick. Uh, Sakina, I, I, I agree fully with the previous caller. Sakina, we've got the challenge as, 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 uh, as a whole nation. You know what, Sakina? The way we were raised and the way, especially we parents, the way we were raised in our days and the way we are raising our kids, Sakina, I'm telling you, this is where the problem is. For example, Sakina, I nearly got into, my, uh, into a problem last, I think, two weeks ago. I was listening to a lady, uh, we were doing a shopping, and there was a lady walking with her, I think, 15, 16-year-old, 
child. And the way she was talking to her mom, I ended up losing temper, and I promised to beat her up. You know, I just, I, did, I don't know them. I didn't know them, but I just lost it, Sakina. I said, you know what? This is not the way how to talk to your mom. And you can imagine, if a child speaks like that to their parents, how should the teacher handle such a child? Yeah. That's all I wanted to share with you, Sakina. Absolutely. Um, uh, Troy Martins, you wanted to respond to that? You know, Sakina, with all due respect, I have to fundamentally disagree with both of the last callers. Because, okay, first of all, it's it's the law. You can't hit a child in school. Corporal punishment is illegal. But research also shows that violence begets violence. And as adults, we need to be mature when we're dealing with children. And by hitting them when they're doing things wrong is not going to solve the problem. You know, I had an interesting engagement with children um, a little while ago. And it was on discipline and corporal punishment. And I spoke to children around the ages of 12 and 13 and asked them, what would be adequate punishment for you if you did this and for you if you did that? And they actually themselves said that in many respects, corporal punishment wouldn't work because they would rather deal with that than deal with the very serious consequences that other means of punishment, for example, actually having the parents called in to deal with it. And they themselves admitted that children in that school come from very di- from a very difficult area and often have very difficult home situations. And they believe that the children that are acting out in many instances need help and counseling and need to be talked through how to deal with it. If as adults we can't control ourselves when we're disciplining children and we how do we expect children to be able to control themselves when they when they um are dealing with difficult situations. So as the Department of Basic Education, we're actually in the process of finalizing a protocol for the prevention and management of um, sexual violence in particular, but violence in schools, which will basically be a step-by-step guide for educators, principals, and learners on how to prevent um, and institute disciplinary measures um, against perpetrators. But I just must re-emphasize that we can't expect to punish learners in a violent manner and with violence and expect them not to react in in a violent manner and beget a a violent society. We need to break the cycle of violence. We live in a violent society, and as adults and this generation, we need to change that that violence um, in society. And we need to be able to, as adults, find other means, and perhaps it's more difficult. And I think that's one of the problems and one of the challenges that many educators face is that they haven't been adequately um, prepared with other kinds of of disciplinary measures for children and Mm. effective disciplinary measures. And as a department, that's something that we've got to work on. But corporal punishment certainly is not the answer. Because if you hit a child when they're found with an illegal substance, for example, and you beat that child, um, and that's what what was being suggested by the previous callers, how is that going to solve the problem? Let's, Let's put it on pause there just for the time being uh, we're talking about uh, substance abuse and how it is affecting our schooling and uh, we're taking your calls on 0891104208 but right now we've got to go to news headlines with Kumbuzila Tabete It's the moment you've all been waiting for 
The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we look at uh, some of the abuse that is suffered by teachers at the hands of learners who are increasingly um, uh, subjected uh, to the taking of drugs, uh, some as a result of peer pressure and some of their own volition, of course. But uh, today we are asking how this is impacting on the schooling system and exactly what a teacher is supposed to do and what is the role of parents? What is the role of the Department of Basic Education in trying to uh, rectify this particular situation? Because substance uh, abuse amongst learners in South Africa has become a significant problem. So if learners are in classrooms in altered states, what are teachers supposed to do about that? Some are saying, well, teachers are supposed to be trained to be able to handle all of these things. But then is that fair? Should our teachers really be expected to deal with learners who are high, who are intoxicated at any given point in time? So uh, we're talking about that this morning, and uh, we'd love to hear your views. Our guest this morning is Temba Ndlovu, uh, the South African uh, Council of Educators Communications Manager, as well as uh, Ms. Troy Martins, spokesperson for the Minister of Basic Education. And the lines are going crazy. But before I get back to the lines, let me just take a, um, a comment there from Temba Ndlovu. Uh, since you didn't have a chance before the news break. Mr. No, thanks very much. I want to indicate that the last two callers were missing the point of the discussion today because at the end of the day, they want to they're advocating for bringing back corporal punishment. But I want to pose a question to them. Here is a learner who is high on drugs, and the teacher wants to pick up that learner. What happens if the learner retaliates? Because the learner is high on drugs. And also, as a country, we cannot be seen to be breeding a violent nation. We cannot be seen to be teaching our learners that to resolve problems, we need to be violent. So I would totally disagree with the two callers before we took the break who were advocating for reintroduction of corporal punishment. However... As we are discussing this matter of, of, of drug abuse by our learners, we acknowledge the fact that this is one of the social ills of our society. And we believe as council that society is formed by units who are family units. That is why we're making a call for parents to play their role in instilling discipline, in instilling values, to their children, so that as children go to school, they have the values, the norms that are acceptable, instilled in them. That would help our teachers to continue with their job of teaching our children and not be concentrating on correcting the social ills that are there. So we, we are actually saying our teachers are so frustrated because of these social ills that we're calling on broader society to play its role in ensuring that they assist our teachers in this regard.
Well, and that is what we are talking about, what needs to be done. Uh, there's a tweet here from Etle Tsang who says, I taught for eight years across the ages and it's just not the same. I'm disillusioned about the education system. A three-way education system is the only way. And then um, LT says, some teachers' level of thinking is the same as that of the children and the children don't fear their peers. Respect is earned, not given. And many of you making the point of... Uh, the sort of relationships that exist between teachers and children. Uh, Komi Anani says the issue of the relationship between teachers and students calls for a second look. And if you visit some of the schools, it is really sad. Drug use in high school especially is not a secret anymore, uh, but it's in the name of rights and school authorities are rendered powerless. Parents need to wake up. Robert says uh, parents cannot be blamed because children are manipulative angels at home and devils at school. So at school, there's pressure and fame. Uh, Proud Swana woman says, uh, white people should all, uh, always say that corporal punishment begets violence, but today's youth... Uh, uh, with today's youth, it is not so uh, because they seem to be more violent, even though there is less corporal punishment. Charlie Chalk says uh, there must be drug testing at school once a week in schools where learners take drugs. Uh, those, if it is positive, uh, they must tell where they got those drugs from. Vela says, as an education student, thank you for today's topic. It is a struggle teaching in South African schools. Leko Hila says, a 26-year-old female teacher in uh, Silikamvu High School in Hout Bay in Cape Town was threatened by a learner and uh, the school decided to move the learner to another class with the same behavior. No counseling given to the female teacher, but there was counseling given to the learner. So where does that leave the teacher? Luvuyo says, I'm looking forward to the day uh, where the church of God will take back its place in society and maybe the use of drugs will decline. Uh, Kakisha Mueng says, the day we democratized discipline was the day that we lost the battle against all the evil that emanates from ill discipline. Just some of the comments coming through. There are tons more and there are tons of calls. So let's get to it. 891 Joseph, you're calling from Tata. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, good morning to, to your panelists. Um, Sakina, I'm, just, I'm, try, I'm going to try to be very quick because I know that there's many people that are calling. Yep. Sakina, first of all, this is just my personal uh, opinion. This thing of the corporal punishment begetting a violence, to me, it's really a bizarre. I can give you some examples, Sakina. There's a school in, 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 in Bangeni. It's called Dover Combined School. That school, it, it, it actually it, it instituted um, the corporal punishment. And, and the results and the, 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 the discipline there is wonderful. There's a school in Rusigisiki in, 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 in Eastern Cape. It's totally one of the kids there was with, with the minister last year getting the award for the best results. That school is very, very good in discipline. But then going back, Sakina, the, 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 uh, this thing of the violence against teachers in school is actually very bad and it's rife. It's very, very bad, Sakina. It's actually it's, it's far beyond what we can imagine, what is going on in the classrooms. And secondly, the teachers, somebody said that the teachers should be trained or should be equipped for this. There's no way you can equip the teachers, Sakina, for this. Because tomorrow it's something else. The other day is the other thing. It's really, we are very unfair to the teachers. Teachers are not prison warders. 
Teachers are trained to be teachers, not prison warders. Because these guys are just, they are just gangsters. They are just uh, hooligans in the school. And the parents are the worst hypocrites I've ever seen in my life. Because they know what is going on there. They're not taking whatever, whatever, whatever action to make sure that they, they protect the teachers and they also reprimand their children. Just imagine about what you were talking about now, one of your producers telling you a story about, about, about somebody. It just tells us, Sakina, we are the worst hypocrites as the parents and the department the department is always saying that we must do this we're going to do this there's not there's nothing that happens Sakina. kids are getting raped teachers are getting attacked in the schools they don't do nothing Sakina. they should act now and not tomorrow these policies that we're still going to do this and we're still going to look into through this policy it's just rubbish nonsense Sakina. we are just a sick society that needs drastic actions Thank you so much, Joseph and Mtata. Uh, Luvuyo, uh, what do you have to say? Hi, SK and your guest, how are you? Well, and you? Very well, thank you. Just two things, SK, quickly. Uh, it's it understood that beating is not a, it, it, it does not solve the problem, all right? But one thing that we both can agree about, it is guidance, whether we like it or not. Uh, look, you've, we've got too many products. Of, of, of children from the aged generation that they can tell you. Look through the beating of our parents. It showed us direction. And some of them are very grateful for who they are. Today. Yeah, but Luvuyo, I want to bring it back yes. to the issue of drugs. You know, corporal punishment aside, our children are high. They are high in yes. the classroom. What are we going to do about that? Precisely, Sakina, because that would be my second point to say. As much as as much as we have this issue of drugs, I also feel that the school have let loose some of their rules. For instance, in our days, it's illegal for a teacher to drag a student out of school. But what should the, what should the student, in fact, what should the teacher do? You know, when someone is high, we should not be allowing even such instances to take place in the schools, so that the teachers can have less of this trouble. You know, let someone who's who's, who's high on drugs be taken out of school, because it's too much for the teachers just to handle. You know, and and just my second point, again, again, the church needs to take its place in the society. We as young pastors, we as pastors, we need to stand up and make it a point that we're helping our society in isolating this matter. Thank you so much, Luvuyo, uh, calling us from Da'ar in the Northern Cape there. Figile in Kailicha, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you guys for taking my call. Uh, Sakina, I just need to make a plea with you guys. Uh, I'm not going to be talking about the drugs issue, but I'm not going to be talking about children and teachers. There are actually teachers using children to actually fight their male uh, peers at school or, 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 or colleagues. There's a problem in one school here in Kalita of Iludwenga, London Primary School, whereby teachers that are selling school stationery are fighting people that are males fighting so sort of selling school stationery to get them out of their what's called of school premises by using children to lie. So it's a very big issue that I need and plead. I'm pleading with you, Sakina, to please bring this on the show. We need to talk about this. People are using, teachers in fact are using the children to fight the male uh, uh, what's called or colleagues and stuff like that. So I need you guys to please to assist to bring this on, okay. on radio to be talked about. We'll, we'll, we'll look into that. Thank you so much, uh, Figile. Tolani and Klerzo, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina. I think we are a nation that believes in miracles. You know, these children or these kids, they, we know them from their community, but we've got to send them 
to school, when you know they are the drug addicts, why can't you send them to rehabilitation centers? Mm-hmm. We ex- <coughs> excuse me. We ex- sorry. We expect uh, we expect teachers to do impossible job of you know correcting our kids. It must start with as the community say. We know my neighbor's kids. When you know my neighbor punishing, it becomes so aggressive such a way that you know we must also as neighbors come in. Yet we take this school in the morning. We must go to classroom and do more problems for other kids and teachers. That's why the problem started. We must put them low. If they are high now, how do we put them low? We must send them to the right places, not at school. Drugs, you know, school exits are not a welcome school. We must go to re- we must open a school for rehabilitation for young children. We can't send them there. Thanks, Akina. Well, Kolani and Clarkstock, drastic there, but what are your thoughts on that? Joshua and PE, good morning to you. Sakina, good morning. This is a huge problem. <clears throat> and uh, our teachers, unfortunately, are exposed to this. Teachers teach and um, should probably be trained to deal with this type of thing. But the responsibility starts from home. We like to outsource our responsibilities. My suggestions would be that the SGBs have, you know, subcommittees that can deal with drug abuse at school. They can co-opt experts and even get training themselves <clears throat> in terms of how, you know, to deal with this. That would be my suggestion, uh, <clears throat> Sakina. Sorry. Thank you so much, Joshua, calling us there from PE. Well, clearly, there's a huge problem here. And um, maybe uh, I should start with uh, Troy, uh, your response to some of uh, the issues raised there. Yes, Sakina, thank you. You know, what I want to alert, especially teachers and schools to, is that there is a national strategy for the prevention and management of alcohol and drug use amongst learners in schools. And there's also an easy-to-follow guide on exactly how to do drug tests and what to do if learners are found with drugs at school, what to do if learners are found dealing in drugs at school. And we need schools to ensure that they implement these these um, policies. We need schools to ensure that as soon as these social scourges raise their head, they use these resources and these guides to deal with the problems decisively. We have these policies, we have these guides, and they need to be utilized by schools. It says if, if learners are, are suspected of being under the influence of drugs, they need to be tested. They need to inform. They don't need permission to test these learners. They just need to inform the parents. And um, a lot of parents don't like that, but unfortunately, um, that is what, what we have to do in order to deal with these issues. It says that if learners are found with drugs on schools, they need to, to get the requisite support. They need to uh, be enrolled in a, in a drug program. And we also need to ensure that we work with our local NGOs, with our parents, bring parents in the community and the churches on board in helping with in helping to deal with these these issues so that we, we can resolve them. If a learner is found dealing in drugs in school, disciplinary action needs to be taken by the school. And this can include suspension and even expulsion or even the involvement of the South African Police Service if it gets to that level. We've got the guidelines and schools need to make sure that they use them. 
comments here. Uh, Vivian Pariachi, uh, Troy says, life orientation uh, from your previous comment, Ms. Troy seems to be unaware that life orientation does not happen at most schools. Uh, strengthening management teams at schools is critical. Uh, Tlatisa Mputi says, why are teachers subject- subjected to having to teach intoxicated kids to begin with? What is the department doing to move these addicted school uh, children away from the schools. And and many people seem to feel that uh, these children shouldn't be in schools. But if they're not in school, where should they be? Well, I, I also disagree with that. Learners have a right to basic education, and we can't take that right away. Obviously, um, once the, dr- if the, the drug problem has been resolved, learners need to be reintegrated into the school community. But that said... If they are high on drugs at school, that is when they need to be tested and, and help needs to be given to them. And they need to get the counseling. They need to get the social support. Um, and as government, we need to assist those learners as the schools to get that support that they need. But we know that is a problem in itself. We know that there is a shortage of rehabilitation centers and, and, and services for people who are addicted to drugs. So adding, you know, a schooling population on top of that, do we really have the resources? I mean, are these coordinated efforts across departments, are they really bearing fruit in the sort of numbers that we want to see? Well, this is why we've gone above and beyond just using, um, for example, the Department of Health or the Department of Social Development. We've form- formed a relationship with a number of South African universities to get their young um, graduates and students who are studying these uh, degrees in the field of psychology to assist. And they actually come and, and do run programs in school for such reasons. And this is something that we're very excited about. This is a brand new program that we're launching. Um, and and it's, it's, we're, we're very optimistic about it because one of the things that we find is that, like you say, there isn't adequate social psycho support for these learners at school. And this is one of the measures that we're putting in place to basically deal with that challenge. Let me just uh, read uh, an email before I take a few quick calls. Uh, Barry, Barry says... Is the main problem of learners not that they come from homes without a father figure and they live with a mother or a gogo who has to work all day and this gives them too much free time? The learner may also be too influenced by peers. It's it's not cool to be a goody-goody. Uh, in my day, we were caned. These children are just future jailbirds. Uh, Tapiwa and Fanda Bale Park, what's your take on all of this? Hi, good morning, Fasina. Um Education is a three-legged pot. It starts with the parent, the child, and then the teacher. We, as parents, should instill some discipline at home. We should put these kids under some sort of like a yoke, you know, at home, that we can loosen up as these kids are growing. I went to a school in Zimbabwe where my mother would beat me in front of the class. I would be beaten in front of the whole school. And I'm grateful because it made me to become who I am today. I've got a son who is very naughty. I always warn him first before I beat him. There is discipline and then there is abuse. I like the first caller who said the Bible is the manual. Sakina, we must go back to the Bible. We must go back to our religion and see what it says. We must discipline these children. They must be disciplined such that when they get to to school, they don't give a hassle to the teachers. The teacher does what is there for 
which is to teach. Thank you. Thank you, Tapiwo. Skelela says these bishops and pastors are always preaching about money and blessings in church. They don't talk about drugs, and then they come here and blame the systems. Alan Clarkstop, what's your take? Hi, good morning, Shakina. Good morning to your guests. Uh, Welcome. Shakina, first of all, I grew up in a children's home. Uh, I grew up in a period where six of the best uh, made me ensure that I don't get another six of the best in the future. So discipline is essential. It needs to happen. Our government is way too lenient in terms of the rules and also the rights that we give. I'm not saying that there should be no fundamental rights, but there are certain rights that has worked, certain disciplines that have worked in the past. There's a lot currently happening in our country that is not working. And the unfortunate and sad part, what we see happening in school transcends over to what we see happening in our current parliament of the day. If our leadership of this country don't even have the audacity to take responsibility for their own action, how will they be able to discipline other children, other children and progressive laws that will make sure that discipline takes place in a, in, in a uh, uh, well-structured manner. I, I agree, teachers are being abused. Uh, teachers are probably the most undervalued and less appreciated profession in South Africa, whilst it should be the best. Thank you so much, Alan Clarkstorp. Uh, uh, Creative Ads uh, says... You can train teachers all you can. In the end, mainstream media has the upper hand in influencing our children. Yizo Yizo values are dominant in the media and entertainment content, and children are a reflection of what they admire and imitate. And the SABC, ETV, and others beam excessive alcohol advertisements in our living rooms as if we are a nation of drunkards, and then we come and debate children. Mutlale Pule Mukena says, I feel for teachers. It's hard being a teacher in this dispensation of rights and Sepo says so teachers must now do social services, mental welfare parenting, policing etc etc and when, when do they actually teach? Tolani uh, Sikade says we know these learners from townships and yet we do nothing about their drug habits. We send drug addicts to school instead of sending them to rehabs. And then Umteto says uh, take the kids of our teachers out of white schools and put them into township schools and you will see the change. Uh, Viven says uh, auxiliary services, support, nonsense. School management teams are weak and if they implement policies uh, the policies are in place. Things will improve. Uh, Mokone says, as long as parents are far away from things, learners will always do as they wish and teachers alone won't do good. Uh, let's uh, just get a final comment there from Temba and Lovu because we are coming up to the top of the hour. Temba? No, thanks again. There are just three things that I want to, to propose as solutions going forward that uh, maybe we need to look at the strengthening the school-based support teams through this, this program in district called the Educator Assistant Program. Now, that program must deal with issues of strengthening the school-based support teams in terms of dealing with these matters that we've identified. And also for schools themselves, I think we, we, should, we should not expect too much from our teachers. We must not expect the impossible from our teachers. A kid who's I at school may be very violent, but if schools have adopted cops 
And when such situations uh, uh, occur, the school will just call the nearest police station in a cop that has been adopted to come to the school. Not only the reaction part, but cops also coming on regularly basis to school, social workers coming on regularly basis to come and talk to children about the dangers of drug abuse, about the dangers, of, and so on and so on. And finally, we want to call on our teachers and understanding the situation they find themselves in, the frustrating situations they find themselves in, but we want them to understand that the nation would be nothing without them. So we want them to hang in there, to continue doing what they can do best in educating our children, dealing with their intellect, dealing with their morals, dealing with their physique. Our teachers are playing a crucial role in the development of learners, and we really salute them, and we wish them that they should continue. And to our parents, please come on board. Play your part in supporting our teachers, because without your support, our teachers would be vulnerable. We unfortunately have to leave it there this morning. Thank you so much to Tim Andlovu from SACE, as well as um, uh, Troy Martins, a spokesperson for the Minister of Basic Education, and for all your wonderful contributions and to the production team. It's 9 o'clock. Kumbuzi Letabeta standing by with the latest news.